This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. telling you, I see I was raised in church. I've been through a lot of church circles. I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I've seen it. Those who are doers are the most happiest people. That's why they're doing what they're doing. You see, they get happy because they're doers. You understand? And they, they, they're happy to do what they're doing. It just keeps on going. It's a cycle. You keep doing, and you be happy. You're blessed. Are you a passive church member, or are you a doer? In today's message, Pastor Eddie encourages you to be a doer of the Word. Don't sit around and take the gospel for granted. Instead, go out and live the gospel in the open. Minister to people around you and teach others about the good news. By putting your faith into action, you are not only growing the kingdom of God, but also planting your stake in the kingdom that will never fade away. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of James chapter 1. As he continues his message, Be Doers of the Word. could come to church week after week, month after month, hear and agree with every Bible study and every verse, say amen, amen, amen. And not do what we study, we fool ourselves, we deceive ourselves. We could fill our house with Bible verses framed to the wall on the refrigerator or have a little Bible, the, the daily bread or, or scriptures by a nightstand. And we don't follow and do what we study. We fool ourselves. Saints, there must be, there must be a deep desire of God speaking to us and a willingness to obey his word wholeheartedly, faithfully. That's the life of a Christian. Live a life and you believe wholeheartedly what you believe. If you believe in Jesus, you are a Christian. You are a follower of Christ, the Messiah. You follow what the word says. Everything we do, our life, everything we do, our life is to translate the Bible, to be doers of the word, translate the Bible, the word of God into action. That's why the theme of the book of James is faith that works. It's not faith for salvation, but it's faith that works. We're not saved by works, lest any man should boast. Second, uh, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. But the fact that we say there should be evidence in what we believe in. Being doers. How do they know you're Christian? That guy's got to be a Christian. He's always sharing the gospel. He's always with his Bible. He's always talking about Jesus. He's ministering to people. That guy is a Christian. And we don't do it for show, but we do it to glorify God. James, later on, would say, James chapter 2, verse 20, he says, But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Not faith of salvation again, but the fact that we're saved, we get to do what we do. 
James chapter 2, verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So just think of in a funeral, the corpse just laying there in a coffin. It's not alive, it's dead. That's what it is for a Christian. And there's a lot of carnal Christians. And we need to grow up. We need to be mature in the word of God and take God seriously and, you know, and do what the word tells us to do. We don't do it for religious purposes. We don't do it just to score points. We do it because we love the Lord. And we understand the purpose of why we're here, why you're a believer in Jesus Christ. And just in case you feel you don't have the strength or the ability to do what the word of God tells you, God is awesome. He's there to help you. He's there to help you. He's there to help you to do what the Bible tells you to do. God wants you to be doers. That's why the Holy Spirit is in you, to be doers, to help you to be doers. Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Later on in chapter 4, Philippians chapter 13, he says this, I can do some of the things. No, wait a minute. A little bit of things. No, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. All things, not some of the things. All things. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, Paul writes this to the church of Corinth, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. So we don't have the sufficiency. We can't do it. But our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers. There we go. To minister, to do the work of the new covenant, not of the latter, but the spirit. For the, la- the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The prophet Zechariah knew this when Zechariah quoted and he, 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 the Lord spoke to him in uh, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. He says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Understand this. When God, the word tells us to do something, we can do it. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Never look at the word of God and say, I can't do that. We have the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to be doers. Back to James. Now, in verses 23 to 25, what James is going to do here, he's going to give us an illustration to what it is to be a doer of the word and what, is, what it is not to be a doer of the word. In verse 23, he says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, here is the illustration, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forget what kind of man he was. Now, one thing for sure is that a good mirror, I'm not talking about those mirrors you find in a happy, funny carnival house. I'm talking about a real good mirror. And I, I bought some bad mirrors, by the way, because they lied to me, not just kidding. It's that wobbly one, right? I said, man, I already have game weight. And it's like, pfft. anyway, we're talking about a good mirror. A good mirror does not lie. It gives you your reflection. It tells you, shows you how it looks. You know, even if you have a good mirror, right? If you take a shower, that steam from the shower kind of fogs the mirror, and you're like, wow, I got muscles. And it's blurry, and all of a sudden, you know, you put on the vent, it's going away. Oh, let's get the fog back on. <laughs> I had the muscle, I had the biceps, triceps, just by looking at the, you know, blurriness of the mirror. But when all that is clear, what happens? The mirror will tell you exactly how you look like, especially when you wake up in the morning. 
I know many of us don't want to look at ourselves anymore. We already know. Listen, I know how I look. So let me see if I could try to, you know, fix myself up before I look in the mirror. But I like what Charles Spurgeon once said. Charles Spurgeon said this. It is a good rule never to look into the face of a man in the morning, especially yours, till you have looked into the face of God. And it's so important to look to the Lord. Now, going back to this illustration of the mirror. When we look into the mirror, we should be humble and accept what we see, right? Be happy what you see. I mean, you may not be happy, but, you know, it may not be a pretty thing. But, you, you know, you accept what the mirror tells you, where you need to do some work. And what do you do? You do, all, you do the best you can to fix up what you see in your reflection, right? If your reflection in the mirror tells you that you need to wash your face, you need to shave, comb or brush your hair, need a little bit of makeup, or maybe a lot of makeup. It all depending. You do what it says. That's what the mirror does. It tells you the truth. However, if we look at a mirror and forget what we look like, forget, oh yeah, I forgot to comb my hair, and you just go right out the door, you have pillow hair and all over, you know, you didn't do it. The, the, the mirror serves no purpose at all. It serves no purpose at all. You benefit from it. You're just one of those that get up, you know, you scratch your watch, you wind your head. You didn't get that one. You know, the new, the younger kids got it, and you older folks did. Because I, I know everybody has digital watch. You think I don't know that? So nobody winds their watch anymore. Does anybody? No, don't, don't, don't give yourself up. <laughs> but anyway, you know, you forget. So that's how it is. That's the illustration he's given us here. Let's look at verse 25. It says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, okay, he's pointing to the word of God. The word gives us liberty, the word of God, and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, Here's the doer. Here's the, here's the blessing. This one will be blessed. The Greek word is happy and what he does. The most happy people in the kingdom of God are those who are doers. I'm telling you, I see, I was raised in church. I've been through a lot of church circles. I've seen a lot of people come and go. And I've seen it. Those who are doers are the most happiest people. That's why they're doing what they're doing. You see, they get happy because they're doers. You understand? And they, they're, they're happy to do what they're doing. It just keeps on going. It's a cycle. You keep doing, and you be happy. You're blessed. You know? And, and that's how God works. I could tell you from my own life, there's a lot of things I didn't care, you know, uh, in life. I said, as long as I'm doing what God tells me to do, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. You know, there is a time when, you know, you probably heard the story of him saying again, you know, I was just a year and a half from retiring, and that's when the Lord calls me. Year and a half to complete 20 years to get all the benefits and all the extra cash. Now, to the world, that would be crazy that you're leaving. But I was at peace. I was excited. You know, the world will say, wait, wait a minute, how can you leave? You, you, you're missing out on this and $1,000 a month and, and the benefits. What are you going to do? I'm going to serve the Lord. <laughs> and God was faithful. God was faithful. Because the church at that time from a home, it went to a, a little building down 
down the hill there in the town of Milford in a year and a half. The church wasn't in no condition to even give me a tip. I lived seven months of my savings, seven, not six, seven months, paying the mortgage, putting food on the table, making all the payments. It was running out really quickly. But God was faithful. Because if I didn't do that, you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be in this building. Because I trusted in the Lord, you see. There are people, they, they, they hold their money. They save. They cut every dollar. They save it. They try to get every money they can get. So they're hoarders, you know. And that's what, but me, it doesn't matter. I didn't care. God provided. God provided. Because I, I wanted to do what God wanted me to do. There was a time, and you know, well, praise the Lord, you know, the church grew, I was able to get a salary, and you know, a lot of the, the benefits came back on my anniversary. I lost the money, but you know, I, I was able to get now medical, the church doesn't have to pay for that, that's a good thing, I got that for the rest of my life, but I have to wait for my 20th anniversary. But there was a time when I was in the parking lot, and I remember this clearly, when things were hard, even as I was, you know, I wasn't a pastor there. I was an assistant pastor of another church. And I went to church five days a week, five days a week. I worked in New York City, lived in Orange County, New York, and went to church in Orange County, New York. So when I got to work, I went to church five times a week. And there were times where there was a lot of overtime, especially in the summer. There's a parade for everything and anything in New York City. <laughs> and it's easy money. They would say, Panero, you know, this overtime this whole week, next week. I said, what, you wealthy? He said, no. I said, this, it's easy money. You got to stand there. It's a parade. He said, okay. But I realized I didn't want it. I said, Lord, you know what? Things are tough. You know, I could, you know, do this overtime and get all this money, easy money. And as soon as I, I, like, I finished the, my prayer at the last breath, the Lord, you know, it's not like a Charles Heston, Eddie. <laughs> it wasn't like that. This is to, just to confirm when the Holy Spirit brings remembrance of the things I taught you, the first verse that came to my mind was when Jesus says, Seek ye the kingdom first and all is righteous, and all things will be added to you. That was the verse, but it came all in one second, everything, boom, in my mind. And the way I got it was the Lord said, You take care of my business, I'll take care of yours. And God has been faithful. I'm a living testimony of that now. Okay? I'll take care of it. Before I know it, as months went by, didn't do the overtime, but I turned around, everything's taken care of. I have no idea how it happened, to be honest. God took care of it. You can't put God in a box. You can't, you know, faith is, has nothing to do with logic. It has to do with faith. You understand? And so God is faithful is what I'm saying, because I wanted to do what the Bible told me to do, and I couldn't let career, money, I couldn't let travel get in the way. I didn't want to be a hearer, I wanted to be a doer. And when you're a doer, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. And so I encourage you. Now, in verses 21, 25, it tells us to be doers of the word of God. Now in verses 26 to 27, it's a pure and undefiled religion before God. A pure and undefiled religion before God. Now before we go on, the word religion is mentioned three times within these two verses. It is not religion how we always think of, different religion and all kinds of stuff. No, it's talk, the word religion in the Greek is, 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 it means fearing or worshiping. It means fearing or worshiping. That's what it means. So let's look at verse 26. James writes, If anyone among you think he is religious, or one who fears God or worship God, 
and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart. This one's religion is useless. It's not bridle tongue. One of the things, the most uncontrollable thing in your body is your tongue. You could turn your head left and right. Some people could do backflips. Some people could turn their head over. Not just kidding. That's crazy. But one thing you can't control is your tongue. And James is going to tell us that when we get to three, I believe, and four. The same tongue we use to praise God. We curse others and we complain about others. Being decisive, slanderous. Bible talks about that. But if all that you've done, the worship, and in other words, you deceived yourself. You're, everything you've done is useless. Because as, as Christians, we, you know, when we talk, our talk and how we talk, you know, what we talk about is a part of your Christian walk. Your talk is a part of your Christian walk and what you say and how you say it. And you complain, blah, 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 you know. Let them. Those that hear, complainers and gossipers, are equally wrong. So, if the heart is filthy and wicked, so would the speech would be, right? We had to lay that aside. We saw that earlier. Lay that aside. But if the heart is right, the speech will be right. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 to 35. He said, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Be careful of what we talk. So in verse 27, he goes on to say, pure and undefiled religion. Pure worship, the worship. But before God and the Father is this. So this is what worship is all about. And it's really caring for others. It says to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. To visit. That word visit in the Greek is the same word used for bishop. So it, is, it, it means there's an oversight. And when you get home, you have a strong concordance. You can look that up and you have time to give you the Greek word. The Greek word. But it, it comes from the word that's translated bishop. So it means the overseer of God. Bishop, synonymous with pastor, oversee people. He's not saying for you to be a pastor or bishop. But what he's saying is when you care for orphans and widows, you're not to just go and say, hi, how are you doing? Oh, you're suffering. I'll pray for you. No, it means that you oversee them and you go out of your way to care for them. You see how they're doing. Go to the store for them. Pick them up. Take them to the airport, to the, to the, to the pharmacy, to, the, to go shopping. It's an oversight. It's not to say, okay, yeah, I'll pray for you. Oh, that's so, you know, I'm going to pray for you, you know. Oh, it's just not going to, how you doing? How, how you doing, widow? How you doing, orphan? Okay, good. Just want to, God bless you. Okay, I'm praying for you. No, the visit here is to have an oversight, to get involved. That is pure worship. And so in verse 20, at the end of verse 27, he goes on saying, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So pure undefiled worship, visit orphans and widows, and also to keep yourself unspotted from the world. To not love the world. Anyone who loves the world does not love God. We're not to be conformed to the world. We're to be transformed in the name of Christ, for Christ, 
because we could be in this world and what happens, we're more in the world and yeah, we don't, especially when you only come to church one hour and a half of the week, you know, and if you're in the world, you're gonna have more of the world than you are God. And that's why it's so important that we just don't go to church. Doers, Christians who are doers of the word, not just hearers, are part of the church, not go to church. Everybody go to church. You can go to church, you can go to the movies, you can go to the theater, you can go to the diner, you can go to the mall. But as believers in Christ, we don't go to church, we are part of it, and we have a part in the church ministry. What can I do? Hey, you know what? I could dust once a week, you know, I'll just get that strip of junk, whatever, it's something I can do, right? Anything. Oh, what can, you know what? Let's go share the gospel. Let's be doers. Let's follow the Great Commission. Hey, you know what? Let's get together. Let's go down into the town and let's share Jesus Christ. You're a part of the church. Don't be a part of the world. We're in this world, but not of it. Okay? Our citizenship is in heaven. And so we need to be careful. So this is what the, the, the writer James is writing. I told you it's, it's hard stuff, but it's a healthy thing because we want to be convicted. I, I always tell you all the time, pray for conviction. I pray for conviction. I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would not forget about me for one second and bring conviction into my heart because conviction is spiritually healthy. You want to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. That There's a difference when one is convicted than when the enemy wants to condemn you, right? The enemy wants to condemn you. You blow it, enemy's there to kick you while you're down, Right? He said, oh, forget about it. You couldn't know. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans chapter 8. Don't confuse the two. But I want conviction. I want conviction to say, you know what? You could have been a part of that ministry. What are you waiting for? You know there's a neighbor that needs help, and you can minister to them and help them. And guess what? They could come to know Jesus. That's what it's all about, saints, to be doers of the word. Otherwise, we, we, we're just looking in the mirror. Otherwise, we're deceiving ourselves. Going to church day after day, week after week, year after year, whatever, and not, you know, practicing what you've learned last week or the week before, you're deceiving yourself. That's what James is telling us here. That's why it's important that we're doers of the word. It's action, faith in action. You're part of the kingdom of God. Everybody has a part in the kingdom of God. Some we're the body of Christ, right? Some of us, the Paul uh, tells us, some of us are his hands, some of us are his feet, right? Some of us is just a scab on the arm. We're not doing anything, you know? Some of us is just a pimple. <laughs> I don't want to be a pimple. <laughs> I've been through that already. I want to. <laughs> I want to be the hands and heart of the feet of God. You've been listening to Running the Race with Pastor Eddie. Pastor Eddie's been digging into the book of James. This book is like a giant mirror that forces you to take a good look at the true you, challenging you to reflect in actions what you talk about on a daily basis. It's not enough to make a statement of faith. It must be lived out. Do you struggle with matching your behavior with your beliefs? We'd be honored to come alongside you in prayer. Won't you call or email us? All the contact information can be found on our website, runningtheraceradio.com. Again, that's runningtheraceradio.com. 
Running the Race is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Milford. Here's Jessica to tell you more about how you can partner with us beyond listening to our programs. We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you come visit us. Service times and directions are on runningtheraceradio.com. Thank you for listening to this edition with Pastor Eddie and Running the Race.